You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Heard Saturday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by the Consulate General of Spain. From exotic locales a continent away to weekend stays down the highway, pack a suitcase and your vacation imagination. It's time for the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Hi, this is Chris Robinson and welcome to The Travel Show. This week we're featuring a country that is one of the top three most popular tourist destinations in the world. And that is a well-deserved ranking because this country simply has it all. It has a magnificent history and UNESCO World Heritage Sites are plenty. It has an extraordinary depth of European culture and it's a centre for the arts and for music. It has gorgeous landscapes and they stretch from stunning coastlines to mountains and beyond. And, as we are going to discover today, it has some of the most amazing and unique cuisine and wines of any country on the planet. Today... We're off to Spain. And to get us in the mood, come with me first on a travel show magic moment. A few years ago, I was touring southern Spain with my wife Dara and enjoying the sights and splendours of the famous Pueblos Blancos, the white villages of Andalusia. After a full day's sightseeing, which included a visit to Ejija, which lived up to its name as the frying pan of Andalusia, we were staying the night in Arcos de la Frontera, this picturesque settlement is perched high on top of a massive sandstone ridge above the Guadalete River. Our hotel was one of the renowned paradors of Spain. This one was a converted manor house built into the cliff face and our balcony looked out over the lush green plain of the valley far below. As the ancient church bells rang, a cooling breeze played across the balcony and the sun began to set our reverie was broken by the arrival of a plate of tapas, including fresh and juicy local olives, together with a dry sherry from neighbouring Jerez that simply took my breath away. This, I thought contentedly, is the essential Spain. Well, to guide us around this world-class destination, we're joined by an expert guest, of course, Laura Peña Alberdi, who is the consul in charge of the tourism affairs for Spain. Welcome back to the Travel Show, Laura. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. I'm very glad to be here with you, Chris. Well, Spain is such a wonderful country. It's, it's blessed with so many things for a visitor to enjoy. But today, of course, you and I are going to be focusing on one of its greatest joys, food and wine. You are right. Food and wine is one of Spain's greatest joy and is one of the reasons why tourists love us. Gastronomy in Spain is based on natural products of the highest quality, the use of olive oil and a lot of different fruits and vegetables. But it's also a way of life. Dining with family and friends and going out for tapas is a social habit everywhere in Spain. But food in Spain is also an experience. It's always an experience. And when exploring Spanish cuisine, you must be open-minded and be right. prepared to experience the unexpected. And there are also outstanding wines and many activities and experiences around the world of wine. But in talking about wine, I would like to mention that Spanish wine and some Spanish tapas are going to be showcased at an event in Montreal in November, La Grande Gustación. 
This is a, a wine fair that brings together wine and beer produce, producers and lovers of wine and beer and gastronomy also. And in this year, uh, Spain is going to be the feature country and there will be 63 Spanish wineries from different regions of Spain and also the opportunity of tasting some wonderful Spanish cheese and jam. So it's a real chance to get a taste of Spain. Yes, it's a real chance and I hope that that will give you the the feeling and to, to go to Spain and eat your way through our country. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like a very good idea to me. Well, to get our juices flowing, we usually have a fast facts section on the, uh, the programme. So are you up for a few quick uh, rapid-fire questions, perhaps with a wine and food flavour this time? Okay. Okay, so here we go. What UNESCO designation has been awarded to Spanish cuisine? The Mediterranean di diet has been awarded a cultural heritage de designation by UNESCO. Okay, how many restaurants are there in Spain? <laughs> well, more or less like 25,000 uh, restaurants. 25,000, wow. And how many of those are Michelin star restaurants? 171. And yes. there are eight three stars, 18 uh, two stars, and 145 one star. Wow. What about the main meal of the day in Spain? What's that? The main meal is the midday meal, which is called la comida in, in Spain, in Spanish. And it's the largest meal of the day. And it's a large meal because usually it has several courses. Wow. And what about the official wine routes? I know there are several in Spain. 23. Well, 23 official wine routes. And this will be surprising, I think, for many of our listeners. Where does Spain rank in the great wine-producing nations of the world? Uh, it's the third. Um, only France and Italy produce more wine than, than Spain. Okay. Thank you for those. Now, we, we're going to be talking about gastronomy, but, of course, it varies hugely between the regions. Uh, what are the regions we're talking about here? Well, there are many, many regions. In fact, more than a dozen, but um, it goes, they go from Andalusia to the Galicia in the north, but we may be able maybe to simplify a bit and mm -hmm. say that we have the Mediterranean regions, then all the northern regions, and also inland Spain. Okay. Well, let's talk a bit about those regional cuisines, and we should perhaps start with Catalonia and Barcelona, which are in the northeast, in the kind of top right-hand corner of Spain. Yeah. Uh, the Mediterranean essence is at the very heart of Catalan gastronomy, but it also has French overtones. And there you can find very famous and typical dishes like escalivada or calzots. Escalivada is a salad of grilled vegetables with eggplant, red peppers, tomatoes and sweet onions. And calzots is a special kind of spring onions with romesco sauce. Eating them is often part of a day's a day excursion to a calzotada, traditionally in the south of Barcelona. And one funny thing is that you are provided with bibs while you eat this. <laughs> Just like lobsters, really, in Atlantic Canada. <laughs> yeah. And when you talk also about Catalan astronomy, you have to mention the, the famous sparkling club, Cava, but also the very good red and white wines, the most mm, highly... Consider are the Prioratos and the Penedes. All right. All right. We're going to be talking more about uh, Green Spain, the northwest, later in the show. So let's move straight on to the vast central area of Spain. Tell us about the regional highlights here. Well, uh, Green Spain comprises the, the regions of Galicia, Asturias, uh, Cantabria and the Basque Country. 
They are home to some of the most valuable and best conserved ecological areas in Europe, and these regions are also very well known for its gastronomy. But we mm. will talk more about it later, right? For sure. So let's talk about the central part of Spain. Well, I will begin with Madrid at the very center. Madrid is a big cosmopolitan city and you can find all type of restaurants, some of them with a long history. In fact, in Madrid, you can find the oldest restaurant in the world, which was founded, was founded in uh, 1725, Botin Restaurant. Uh, in Madrid, you can find the influence of other parts of Spain, but um, you also have your own traditions and recipes. And some of the most um, typical are, for instance, cocido madrileño or callos a la madrileña. Cocido madrileño is a Madrid-style stew with chickpea, and callos a la madrileña is a stew with beef trips, blood sausage, and bell peppers. You have to, I, I told you before, you have to, to be uh, open-minded. <laughs> well, that, and that's why my stomach is already rumbling. If you can hear that yeah. noise in the background, that's, that's my stomach. Let's, let's, let's talk about Castile-Leon as well. Well, uh, Castilla León is very famous um, for the roast uh, dishes, um, in particular for the roast, uh, suckling pig and lamb. Mm, okay. Segovia, which is a world heritage city with the best preserved Roman aqueduct in the world and very close to Madrid, and also it's connected to it by the high-speed train, which is one of the best uh, connections in Madrid to move around, in, in Spain in general to move around. Well, it is said that the roast suckling pig should be tender enough for the chef to be able to slice it with the edge of a plate. And in fact, it is done like this in, in many restaurants in Segovia. Wow. And, and Castilla-La Mancha, too, is another region in central Spain. Yes. Uh, here it is very well known uh, because of the Manchego cheese. Oh, yes. But also um, there are very famous the aubergines from Almagro. And here I would like to mention Toledo. Mm. Toledo is the capital of this region. And it will also be the Spanish gastronomic capital in 2016. And this is a good excuse to visit, although you don't, <laughs> you don't need, need an, an excuse, excuse no. to go to Toledo. Such a gorgeous yeah, World Heritage One also and is, has been known as a city of tolerance and the city of the three cultures with the coexistence of different cultures there. And it's only half an hour away from Madrid with the high speed train. So well, it's really Okay, there are two more regions that we're going to talk about a little bit more later on in the show, Valencia and Andalusia. But let's pause now um, because I want to make sure that we give out the website for people to go to to really get into this, spain.info.ca. And, of course, right. uh, as always, if you want uh, links, you can find them at Chris Robinson Travel Show website as well. We're just going to take a quick break now. But uh, meantime, you and I might just sample a little of that fino sherry that I talked about in my magic moment as a prelude to discussing the great wines of Spain in the next part of the show. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. Much of what there is to learn about the colorful history of Spain is right there on the plate. And in your glass. Spain is a country whose two greatest attractions are lunch and dinner. Advanced by Michelin star chefs and celebrated by family and friends in tapas bars. Perhaps you've never thought of food and wine as history or art. Then you're right in saying, I need Spain. Find what you want and what you need. Online at Spain.info. When people aren't prepared for winter, they can be hard to understand. Allow us to translate. Ah! Why didn't I get winter tires? 
like the Uniroyal Tiger Paw Ice and Snow installed from $89.95 plus tax. With a 30-day price match guarantee. I should have moved to Florida. There you have it. Nothing prepares you for winter like your Chevrolet Buick GMC certified service dealer. Some conditions apply. See mycertifiedservice.ca for details. Where do you find your inspiration and motivation? If you're someone who dreams of growing or starting a business, seeing your great idea come to life can be more rewarding than ever. At vistaprint.ca, we give you a simple and affordable way to promote your business and bring your dream to life. In fact, when you go to vistaprint.ca today, you can get 100 standard business cards for just $7.50. Plus, get free shipping. Choose from hundreds of designs or upload your own design to create a truly customized, top-quality business card, and your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. Order today, and we'll send you 100 of your customized business cards for just $7.50. Plus, you'll also get free shipping. If you're ready to turn your dreams into reality, visit Vistaprint today to get started. 100 standard business cards for just $7.50, plus free shipping. But hurry, this special offer won't last long. The only way to get 100 standard business cards for $7.50, plus free shipping, is to go to vistaprint.ca and type in the promo code 5252 at checkout. That's vistaprint.ca, promo code 5252. We all know the heat rises, but when heat rises and escapes your home due to bad insulation, the cost of your heating bills go through the roof, too. Let it rain. The roofing company wants to remind you that they're also energy specialists who can help you save money on your energy bills. If your home requires insulation, call Let It Rain, the roofing company. Don't let the heat out this winter. Let It Rain's insulation division will help you stay warm and save money. Visit LetItRain.ca for more information. That's LetItRain.ca. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by the Consulate General of Spain. He's been there, done that, and wants to go back. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Hi, and welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. And this week, we are exploring the cuisine and the wines of Spain, which provides so much variety according to where you're traveling in the country. In particular, for this part of the show, we're going to focus on the wineries and the tradition of fortified wines, the world-famous sherry. And to help us on our vinicultural explorations, we're joined by Laura Pena Alberti, the Consul in Charge of Tourism Affairs for Spain. Now, Laura, many years ago, I picked up a a lovely little book by T.A. Leighton, and it's called Wines and Castles of Spain. And although it was written decades ago, I think it's a delightful read about the author's travels all around Spain to experience not only the history of the land, but also its many types of wine. And this has become one of the most popular ways of exploring Spain nowadays, hasn't it? Well, yes, there is no better way to discover Spanish wine than by actually visiting their places of origin. It is a real privilege to enter this world accompanied by those who have a deep understanding of it. They will show you how to fully appreciate it. They will show the facilities, the vineyards, the producing process. They will reveal the secrets of wine tasting. And you will, of course, be able to sample the wines with typical local dishes and also, if you like, enjoy wine therapy treatments, oh. maybe. <laughs> OK, we've got to go on to that a little later. But it does seem to me to be the perfect way to explore the, the sheer cultural diversity of Spain while sampling some of the finest wines anywhere in the world. But there are so many to choose from. 
Well, yes, there are many. There are, in fact, uh, 69 denominations of origin designed to define and to protect products that belong to a certain wow. geographical area. Some of them are very old from the beginning of the 20th century, like Jerez, Montilla, or Rioja, and you have them all over the country, like in Andalusia, for instance, you have you have mentioned it, the Jerez, and also the Montilla in Córdoba. In the north of Spain, you have Rioja, Navarra, Ribeiro, Alvariño, Chacolín, the Basque Country. In Catalonia, we have already mentioned them, Priorat and Penedes. In Valencia, there's a good one also, Utiel Riquena, and in Murcia, a great one, Jumilla. And in Castile, well, we have to mention Rivera del Duero and also Valdepeñas. Valdepeñas, one of my favourites too. You mentioned in the quick facts section of, the, of this show that there are no, now no fewer than 23 wine routes in Spain. Can you just pick out one or two of your favourites perhaps? Well, I have to say that one of my favourites is La Rioja Alavesa. It's mm, part of the famous Rioja wines, one of the oldest in Spain. And they have combined traditional production processes with new te technologies. This means that on the Rioja Lavesa, you can sample everything from vintage age in medieval caves to wines produced in the most uh, modern and avant-garde installation. And here you will find the Marques de Riscal Winery City of Wine, which has been designed by a, a Canadian, a very ah. famous Canadian architect, Frank Gehry, which is also the the architect of the Guggenheim Bilbao Museum. So a nice Canadian-Spanish connection there. Yes, very nice. And it's a great building. And also it's very it's fully integrated into the surrounding vineyards and countryside. And it's, it includes a luxury hotel and restaurant along with a wine therapy spa and a business uh -huh. center and also a, a, a museum. And also very close by, it, uh, like 10 kilometers away, you find the, the Isios Winery, designed also by a Spanish um, architect that is very well known here in Canada because um, he has several um, things down here right. in Toronto, Santiago Calatrava. And another um, very nice uh, wine route is the Penedes um, one. Um, there you can find wines of exceptional quality, prestigious around the world, and they are produced um, in this region that is located between the plains of the Mediterranean coast and the Nervi Mountains. And here is where a very well-known wine is produced, which is the Cava, the, ah. sparkly, the sparkling Again, wine. another one of my favorite wines because <clears throat> it's every bit as good as French Champagne. And so we say better value? <laughs> yeah. And another um, a third route I would like to mention is the Navarra wine route. It's part of the uh, Camino de Santiago Pilgrim route. And here you can find the Julian Chiviti Winery in Estella. Estella is part of the of the of right. this route, and it's really a beautiful, beautiful city. And the, the, this winery, this Julian Chiviti Winery, has been designed by yet, yet another very famous Spanish uh, architect, which is Rafael uh, Rafael Monedo. It is just another example of the what we call the new cathedrals of wine to be found mm. in Spain. There are many, many. Well, what, a what, what a wonderful mixture, though. I, I've got a couple of university friends of mine who uh, last year uh, walked the Camino de Santiago. And yes, they did it for, 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 for you know, uh, faith reasons um, more than anything else. But they also came back saying the wines were superb along yeah, the way. Yeah. Well, I mean, and this is typical, really, of Spain, that the, the wines and, and culture are inextricably uh, linked. No? 
Uh, yes, uh, it, very much so. And proof of it is proof of it is that many museums are specialized in the field of of wine, like the Vivanco Museum in La Rioja or the Catalonia Wine Culture Museum of the Wine Museum in Peñafiel in, in Valladolid. But also, when you um, travel through a wine route, you are able to to know more about the culture of each region, not also the buildings, the heritage, but also the the local culture, the small villages, the the, the towns, the many vineyards, the wineries, and also the, the nature surroundings that are very, very nice in most of them. And one thought here is is to perhaps time your journey to Spain to coincide with one of the uh, the country's great wine fiestas. That's a very good idea, and a lot of people do it uh, nowadays. Uh, it's a, a very special time to sample Spanish wine is during the wine harvest fiesta, right. normally held between the months of July and October. If you come at this time, you can see. Many, many things like flamenco shows, horse races, and you may be able to witness the traditional treating of the grapes. You can also ride in a horse and a cart in the Sierra de Montilla region, for example, in 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 the south of Spain. Uh, there are many, many possibilities. Now, we've been talking about the wines, but we do have to talk about the fortified wines as well, the great sherries of, of Spain. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, Serri wine and brandy from Jerez uh, is one, they are one of the most international of all the wines and spirits produced in, in Spain. Uh, they are there are different varieties because you can have, for instance, manzanilla, fino, amontillado, oloroso, and each of them uh, have different colors that maybe go from a pale yellow to a deep mahogany and different taste also. They are very much linked to the Andalusia culture. And you can visit the, the vineries, uh, you can taste um, the wines together with the local gastronomy, you, you can tour the vineyards and you can participate in the Andalusia way of life, which is full of passion and, and joy. And also, you know that in Jerez, we will be talking about it later, but um, um, Jerez is the is the where the flamenco was born, so right. it's a great opportunity to, to, to visit and to enjoy the, the flamenco souls and and to visit the city which has also marvelous uh, yeah. horses the, the Spanish core horses right which, which, which go, you can see go the show they you know that in, in Spain horses dance yes <laughs> absolutely and, and so all again this this culture and and wines and food all come together in, in, in this expression of, of, of Spain it's, it's, it's wonderful look let's um let's go to the website go to spain.info slash CA, that's a special Canadian part of the website. And, of course, you can always find all the links that you need and lots more information at the chrisrobinsontravelshow.com website. We are going to take a little break now, but we might just practice our flamenco. What do you think, Laura? Yeah, uh, that's great. We have to we go to Andalusia, the yeah, second largest region in Spain. Absolutely. That's where we're going in the travel show when we come back. <laughs> this is Chris Robinson, and you're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Much of what there is to learn about the colourful history of Spain is right there on the plate. And in your glass. Spain is a country whose two greatest attractions are lunch and dinner. 
advanced by Michelin star chefs and celebrated by family and friends in tapas bars. Perhaps you've never thought of food and wine as history or art. Then you're right in saying, I need Spain. Find what you want and what you need online at spain.info. Winter, not everyone's favorite season, but it's not all bad. There's the first snowfall, ice skating, and the Ford No Extra Charge Winter Safety Package. You get winter tires, rims, and pressure sensors with the purchase or lease of select new models. So now Ford helps make winter just a little more bearable. A little. Get a new 2015 Escape with up to 3,250 in Ford rebates. Plus, with our No Extra Charge Winter Safety Package, it's easy to get into a Ford. For details, see torontofordealers.ca. Zoomer Radio is the official radio sponsor of the 2015 International Horse Show programs at the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair. Celebrate agricultural excellence. Enjoy amazing horse shows and family fun with the President's Choice Animal Theater and PC Superdogs show. See Olympic caliber riders and horses from around the globe compete for top honors. November 6th to 15th, Exhibition Place. Tickets at royalfair.org. Next Saturday, November 14th, discover a fun way to buy your next used vehicle. Discover North Toronto Auction. Cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs from governments, fleets, dealer trade-ins, and financial repossessions all up for auction. Come and buy like the pros do. Admission is free. Check the website as great vehicles are added daily. For work, play, or every day, buy the auction way. See NorthTorontoAuction.com. That's NorthTorontoAuction.com. Proudly play your part. Donate a guitar. Thousands of our Canadian veterans are afflicted with post-traumatic stress disorder. And the gift of music has done wonders to help them heal. You can help too just by donating a guitar. Instruments will be distributed to our veterans for free as well as instruction on how to play. To donate, visit VetsCanada.org and click Guitars for Vets to find a drop-off location near you. Donate a guitar. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by the Consulate General of Spain. Crossing oceans and borders with no passport required. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show, where we are focusing this week on Spain and its gastronomic delights in particular. To help us explore this unique facet of travelling in Spain, we're joined by Laura Pena Alberti, Consul in Charge of Tourism Affairs for Spain. And before the break, we promised our listeners to open a window on the cuisine of that quintessential region of Spain, perhaps Andalusia. It's really very different and a very vibrant part of the whole Spanish mosaic, isn't it? Yes, it is. Andalusia is a melting pot of cultures and cuisines. The Romans taught the Andalusians how to cultivate uh, wheat and vines and use the fish from the seas to produce the best garum in the empire. And the Arabs um, taught, taught them how to grow fruit and vegetables and how to use irrigation systems and um, improve the cultivation of olive trees. So it has many, many other influences also. Yeah, a great, great, great history. There are so many special foods and indeed wines in Andalusia that it is quite frankly, quite difficult to know where to begin. Well, we have already done, but we need always to begin with the wines from Jerez in yes. the province of Cadiz, possibly the most acclaiming universal literature from Greek text to Shakespeare to the present date. 
but from wine we may move to, to jam. One of the best Iberico jam is produced in the Andalusia province of, of Huelva. And here I recommend also the Jabugo route along incredible natural surroundings like the Aracena Mountains. So this this is a food route as opposed to yes, a wine route? Yes, oh, it's a idea. food good yeah. route and a very nice one. Uh, a very famous dish in Andalusia, maybe the most famous, is gazpacho, which is a favorite one during the summer in Spain and one of the world's best known cold soups. It may be prepared in lots of different ways, but the basic ingredients are bread, oil, garlic and water, and very often tomatoes and sometimes also pepper and cucumber. Not to forget fish also, because uh, in Andalusia, five of, uh, of the eight provinces are on the Mediterranean coast, and fish dishes are very, very important. I've had some of my finest uh, fish meals anywhere in Europe on, on Fried that. fish, no, yeah. the pescado frito, oh, yeah. pescadito frito. <laughs> it's very common in all Andalusia, and it's very, very nice. And also, sometimes it is covered in a special butter known as adobo, Mm -hmm. And uh, it's also very popular. But one that is maybe not so known and it's very special, I, I really like it, is tuna. Tuna, which is an old tradition going back to the Romans in Andalusia. Every May, since Romans time, Almadraba tuna fresh fishing takes place in the coast of Cadiz. And here... In this region, you can taste different cuts and flavors of the of this fish that really are something extraordinary not to be found anywhere else. Anywhere else, Believe me, it's really, it tastes different. Like if you try, for instance, in Barbate or in Zara de los Atunes or in Conil, it's really delicious. And also I would like to mention pastries because they are very good in, in Andalusia. Many many of them are still produced in, in, in convents and are highly prized by, by local people, by Andalusian. The complete deal. Well, the ingredients as good as these, the, the local dishes are, are always memorable. What are the, the best places perhaps? And I know it's difficult to choose you know, one or two, but what are the best places in your ex experience to, to get a taste of Andalusia? Well, in each province, you have different specialities, different dishes that are very typical of the, of the province. For instance, in the province of Cadiz, we have already mentioned the, the tuna, but you can find very substantial dishes also like kidneys in, in Surrey mm. or coastal Jerez style or a squid with broad beans. But if you go to Granada, one thing that you must do, you should do. You have to go. You, Everybody has to, to go. Do it at least <laughs> once Alhambra, in a lifetime and yes. visit the Alhambra, of oh. course, that's a match. You, you can give a try to the Sacromonte omelette or maybe to the Abitas Granada style, which is broad beans prepared with, with ham. And in Granada, you can also try the dried octopus, which is pulpo seco, it's called in Spanish, prepared using an air drying technique used by the Romans and Phoenicians that takes back to the year 300 before Christ. And this is what I find so amazing, is, is that the link between the foods and the history of Spain. Yes. And it's such a rich history. I mean, perhaps, again, most people don't realize that the Romans built substantial cities throughout Spain. And yeah, the, the Roman influence was very, very important mm. in Spain, in the whole of Spain. And it wasn't until 1492 that the Arabs left Spain, were, were forced out mm -hmm. by, by the kings and queens. And one thing that also I would like to mention uh, regarding oil, you know, 
that oil is a basic ingredient yes. of the of the Spanish uh, cuisine. And if you go to Andalusia and to the province of of Jaén, you you can visit uh, uh, an olive oil farm and taste different oil. Mm oil vari vari varieties Varieties. because you will be amazed to discover the different tastes associated with each kind of olive. Wow. Um, that's incredible. And it's important to know that Spain produces and distributes more olive oil that, than any other country in the world, including Italy, wow. and that Jaén is the country's leading growing province. Wow. And what about Cordoba? Ah, Cordoba. Cordoba is a beautiful city too. Uh, the most famous dish here maybe is the Salmorejo Cordobés. That is a kind of mm. gazpacho, but with it's more consistent. It's like a thick puree. And of course, the stew made with the tail of a bull, which is delicious in Cordoba. They are great experts in, mm. in making this dish. Uh, and then if we go to Málaga, it's very much appreciated. The ajo blanco, which is another type of gazpacho made with almond, oil and garlic. Well, I, I'm beginning to be very hungry. <laughs> yeah, me too. What about Seville, that great city? Yeah, uh, Seville is a beautiful city. Uh, it, it was in Seville that the tapa was invented. It is said that the word tapas comes from the Spanish word for to cover, tapar, mm -hmm. and that originally the tapas were slices of bread or meat used in Andalusia taverns to cover the celery glasses to prevent flies from hovering over them. And so bartenders found out that it was a good thing for selling more celery, and so they end up <laughs> being as important uh, as the drink. Uh, in Seville, mm, they love going out for tapas. One that's very popular in Seville and that I like very, very much is a spinach with chickpea. It's mm -hmm. delicious. And one thing that I love in Seville is to have for breakfast coffee with milk served in a glass and a toast with a squeezed tomato and olive oh, oil. Yes. Try next time to go to Seville. It's really, I think it's um, special when you have it there. It's <laughs> worth going to it just for that. But you've got to see the cathedral, of course, when you're going to Seville too, that great, great oh, cathedral. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's a, a very nice cathedral. Yes, it's one of the biggest uh, cathedral in, 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 in Europe. And yes. It's beautiful. Yeah. Now, you briefly mentioned earlier on about this special event in Montreal in November. Uh, can we get a taste of Andalusia at that event as well? Of course. Uh, of course, you can. La Grande Gustación, where, where Spain will be the featured country, will count on on a lot of Andalusian wines and on jam, ham slices by an expert cutter, a cortador, as they call it in Andalusia. And you can go there and, and try it. Uh, the website, lagrandegustación.com, and the dates are November 6th and 7th at Place Bonaventure in Montreal, and the Spanish Tourist Board and Andalusia Tourism will also be there. Oh, so that's, that's great! Come and visit us. So, so visitors <laughs> can actually come and, and speak <laughs> with you guys and and find out. You see, the problem is if you go to to this taste of Spain, I suspect people will be hooked and will have to uh, to start planning their trip. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> um, we we briefly mentioned uh, Valencia, but we didn't actually talk about the uh, the foods there, and I, I didn't want to to leave this segment without just mentioning some of the, the special things in Valencia too, which well, is you, further up the coast, isn't there's, it? You can, um, there's many, many things, but there's main, one main focus, which is yeah. rice. Right. It is an, an experience on its own in Valencia because Valencia is the origin of the signature dish 
of Valencia and of Spain, which is La Paella, of course. Oh, yes. <laughs> but there are other well-known dishes like fideuá pasta or black rice, which is also very, very nice, or uh, arroza banda, which is uh, typical of the Valencia coast, coast with fish and sweet tomato. Oh, uh, enough, enough. <laughs> I'm so hungry now. The, the, the paella was my first experience of Spanish cuisine, and, and it's still one of my, my very favorites. But from the, from the south of Spain, we're going to be traveling to the far north and the west for the final part of our show coming up. So don't go away. We are off to green Spain after this quick break. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. Much of what there is to learn about the colourful history of Spain is right there on the plate. And in your glass. Spain is a country whose two greatest attractions are lunch and dinner. Advanced by Michelin star chefs and celebrated by family and friends in tapas bars. Perhaps you've never thought of food and wine as history or art. Then you're right in saying, I need Spain. Find what you want and what you need. Online at Spain.info. When you're not prepared, winter seems to speak another language. Allow us to translate. You thought this winter would be mild, didn't you? Why didn't you get winter tires from your Chevrolet Buick GMC certified service dealer? They have top brand names and a 30-day price match guarantee. Ha, 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 ha. There you have it. Nothing prepares you for winter like certified service. Some conditions apply. See mycertifiedservice.ca for details. The testimonials keep coming in. Hi, I'm Norm Edwards for Sierra Sill. Here's another uh, letter from Robert in Scarborough who says, I started taking Sierra Sill in 2007. My ankles were swollen and stiff. The skin was discolored, and within a week after taking Sierra Sill, the color came back to normal and not so much swelling, and the discomfort diminished not only in my ankles and in my knees, but throughout all of me. I also have emphysema. Even with inhalers, my breathing was still heavy, and I was gasping and had to take rests after walking for less than just a few feet. By February, my breathing improved, and by summer, I could get around quite well and work around my yard. Thank you very much for such a great product. Thank you, Robert. Nice to hear those kind of stories. And there are more, many, many, many more, including my story of aches and pains that have disappeared since I started using Sierra Sill. And you can, too. You can visit Port Credit Village Pharmacy in Port Credit, all Village Health Food Stores in Rexall, Rexall Pharma Plus locations, and find Sierra Sill for yourself. How do you engineer peace of mind in a family luxury SUV? Start with the world's first backup collision intervention system. Add the superior performance of intelligent all-wheel drive. Include easily accessible seven-passenger seating and wrap it in a stylish exterior. The result, the Infiniti QX60. For the month of November, lease a QX60 starting from 278 semi-monthly for 48 months with zero down and 0.9% APR or five semi-monthly payments on us. Certain conditions apply. Visit infinitygtaretailers.ca for details. I'm Jane Brown with Zoomer Radio News. Please note that the following are missing. Gratuitous violence, sensationalism, the ramblings of drunken pop stars, and celebrities who give their kids crazy names. They are compulsive attention seekers, so they will get no attention here. Because we are Zoomer Radio News. Calm, concise, comprehensive. We take out the trash. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by the Consulate General of Spain. Seeing the world through your radio. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. 
Hi, and welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. And today, we're exploring Spain, the country that has just about everything. Beautiful beaches, fascinating history with stunning architecture from the 14th century right up to modern times. Rich culture, great shopping, and the superb wine and cuisine that we've been talking about. No wonder their tagline is, I need Spain. Laura Pena Alberti is our guide to all of these delights. She's the consul in charge of tourism affairs for Spain in Canada. And Laura, I need Spain. <laughs> yes, everybody needs Spain. <laughs> well, talking about green Spain, we may begin with Galicia, which is located in northwest Spain and has more than a thousand kilometers of coastline. And it's very famous because of the selfies and the seafood. In reality, it's a seafood lover's paradise. One of its most representative dishes is the famous octopus aferia, which is uh, octopus with potatoes and paprika. Mm. And another very popular one is the crusted pie or empanada, which is filled with meat of fish and mixed with a lot of onions. This is the kind of empanada that you also get in, in Latin America and presumably it had its origins in Spain. Maybe, yes, yeah. maybe. It's very nice. And also the, the vieira, the name for a scallop, which is served, served in, in itself. And and it was the cell of the Vieira that the pilgrim used to wear on their way to Santiago de Compostela. And it's now a symbol of the route. Um, I would like, by the way, to mention that the UNESCO has just approved an extension to the Camino de Santiago as an official recognized World Heritage Site. The routes to Santiago were originally inscribed as a collective World Heritage Site in, in 1993, covering what is known as the French route. And now it has been extended to the northern routes. So, oh, congratulations. Uh, an excuse to go. <laughs> <laughs> As if you needed another one. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, let's, let's just geographically make sure that our listeners understand where we are. We've left the Mediterranean coast. That's on the other side of Spain. And we've come to this top left-hand corner, the northwest of Spain, which is really the Atlantic yes. coast. And Galicia is, is in the Atlantic. Right. Yes. So this is why all, the, all this wonderful fresh seafood straight yes. from, the, from the ocean. Which is the Galicia is partly uh, Atlantic and then the Cantabric coast. Right. So let's move from, from west to east. And, and where do we start? From west to east, we, we find Asturias, which is protected on one side by the Bay of Biscay and on the other by the Picos de Europa mountain range. And this um, region is very well known um, because of the favada dish, which is dried white bean stew. Mm. But also... Uh, because of the Cabrales cheese, which is uh, uh, one of the strongest in the country and maybe even in, in the world. But also it's very famous because of the cider, also very popular yes. in the Basque country. And you enjoy the drink, but also the way it has to be served because the bottle is held high in one hand while the glass is held at an angle <laughs> as low as possible in the other, trying that the cider falls slowly into the glass without spilling a drop, it's, which is not easy. <laughs> no, it's theatre, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what is the, the, the next region going further east? It's, it's uh, Cantabria? Cantabria. Cantabria. Right. Cantabria, which is also a very beautiful region. It's very rich in history, in art and in natural areas. And its cuisine combines the products from the sea with those from the, from the mountain. And it's very famous for its milk. It's of, of very high quality and also for its cheeses because cheese in Cantabria is almost a, a religion. Mm, they have a strong tasting ones which uh, have been cured with great care, maybe in the mountains, and they are great. 
rate. Well, if we move now still further, we're moving towards the French border, I guess, and, and that takes us towards the Basque country. Oh, that's marvelous. The Basque country is probably the most important gastronomic destination in Spain. It also makes sea and mountain cultures with modern top quality cooking. Yeah. You have here this uh, Basque Nouvelle Cuisine, which is very well known. But most important maybe is that food in the Basque country reflects the character of the of the Basque people, which is people devoted to tradition and good food. Due to its geographical position in the Bay of Biscay, the Basque have been avid sailors for many centuries, right. and they used to come to Canada. No, its constant fishing on the shores of Terranova has resulted on a whole cuisine based around cod. It's a fish which in the past was consumed on the mainland to fight off the famine and which today has been converted into a delicious dish uh, forming part of numerous uh, recipes. The most famous way in, in the Basque country is al pil pil, where the cod mm. is gently cooked in oil with garlic so that the gelatin from the fish mm. gives a special touch oh. to the to the sauce. And again, history is linked in here because it was the Basque sailors who maybe even first discovered uh, Canada before the uh, uh, traditional. Well, that uh, is difficult that, uh, <laughs> to say, but they 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 come. They used to come here to Terranova to uh, yeah. to, to sail uh, to to fish and to catch the the cod. Yes, really, it, uh, it's a very important thing. And in one. Of the projects, we will talk later that uh, San Sebastian will be the European cap- capital uh, of Europe in, in 2000 next year, in 2016. And one of the projects that form part of the European capital is the sea factory of the Basque in Pasaya, mm. which is a fishing village very close to San Sebastian. And there you can witness the San Juan whaling ship sunk of the coast of Canada. Oh, wow. In 1565, at the end of yep. the 16th century, and they, it is being reconstructed with the same traditional technique. And it's a beautiful uh, fishing village. It's worth the visit just to see the environment. Um, but it's also a great connection with Canada, and it's, uh, I think it's worthwhile. I, I went this summer, and it was beautiful, really a very nice experience. Wow, I look forward to that. But cod, of course, wasn't the only fish there. Hake as well is, is one of the big... Hake is another very popular fish in as in all green Spain. But here, perhaps, the, the tastiest hake dish is the one known as cocochas, which are prepared in a green sauce with tiny fillets taken from the fish head. It's right. delicious. Well, let's, let's come back to San Sebastian, too, because, as you say, it's got this, this, this great European culture capital title coming up. But it's also got um, 16 Michelin stars, I think, which is amazing. <laughs> Yes, it's a really amazing. You, where can you find such a number of <laughs> stars that gives you an idea of what standards you can expect from food in this city? And there are three Michelin star restaurants, three in wow. San Sebastian, Arzac, Aquelarre, and Berasategui. It's an experience to eat there. there it's really incredible. And the European capital of culture, it's a great opportunity for, for the city, and it's a great opportunity to visit the, the city. The the, the project is very much focused on culture and di- dialogue and the, the program proposed different projects that have their origins in local community participation. They are very 
keen on right. local community participation. One of the projects I commented was this sea factory of the bus yes. in, in Pasaya. But really, San Sebastian is a city that always offers very unique cultural experiences. Culture is everywhere from buildings and sculptures to festivals and gastronomy. I would just mention two of my favorites, the Trineras Race and the International Film Festival. The, the Trineras Race, is the, the, they take place at the beginning of September, and it's a very popular form of rowing competition right. common all along the Spanish northern coast, not only the Basque Country. And it is well interesting to know that the origin of the race was the race back to port to sell the cats because the ones arriving first were able to sell it at a better price. Wow. The one in in San Sebastian in, in, in September is probably the most famous and important one and it takes place in the beautiful Concha Bay, which is Lovely. a wonderful environment. And the second one that I like very much is the International Film Festival take, that takes place in late September and fills the city with cameras and well-known actors. Wow. Two websites, I think, that uh, people should know. Yes, sansebastianturismo.com and dss2016.eu. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Laura. Um, and meanwhile, your one stop for information, of course, is your website at spain.info. Right. .ca. Yeah. Um, and you can also go, to, of course, to your Facebook page at uh, spain.info or your Twitter handle is Spain in Canada. And don't forget, La Grande Degustation event in Montreal. November 6th and 7th. Perfect. Right. I'm making a date of that, and uh, we'll get a taste of Spain there. All these links and more can be found at chrisrobinsontravelshow.com, of course. Muchas gracias for, for guiding us around the, uh, the gastronomic delights of Spain, Laura. Thank you for having me. Well, it's a real pleasure. The Travel Show will be back, as always, next Saturday with another travel experience. So until then, head for your nearest tapas bar and dream sweet dreams of España. Hi, Chris Robinson here again with the weekly roundup of travel news. Lonely Planet, the world's leading travel media company, has just published their Best in Travel 2016 book, which uses the resources of Lonely Planet to identify the best trends, destinations, journeys and experiences for the year ahead. So, if you want to plan your next trip to stay ahead of the wave, here are the top 10 countries for 2016, in reverse order, naturally. At number 10 is the South Pacific Paradise of Fiji. Number nine is Greenland, at the opposite end of the Earth. Eighth is the Switzerland of South America, the much-overlooked nation of Uruguay. Seventh is Poland, one of two Eastern European countries on the list. And sixth is the Great Down Under, Australia, with its continent of sights. Fifth is another Eastern European nation, Latvia, on the Baltic coast, and a destination that I can personally recommend. Fourth is a speck of an island in the Pacific Ocean, Palau, with world-beating diving opportunities. And now for the top three. And third is the good old US of A. The US National Park Service turns 100 next year and celebrates a centenary of safeguarding the country's 59 national parks and hundreds of historic landmarks from Yosemite to Yellowstone. Second is Japan. For travellers in search of an otherworldly experience, 
nowhere else on earth exemplifies the modern yet ancient cliché like the land of the rising sun. Tokyo's successful bid to host the Olympics in 2020 has raised the temperature of a feverish city amid a blur of new development. But beyond the suburbs, Japan remains as elegant and enticing as its graceful wooden temples. Number one on the list this year is Botswana. Democratic, progressive, enlightened, but above all, invigoratingly wild. The story of Botswana's journey from poverty to become one of Africa's most stable, thriving societies is very encouraging. The country celebrates 50 years of independence in 2016 and protecting its natural riches. I once had my closest shave with a wild bull elephant in Botswana's Chobe National Park. An unforgettable experience for sure. Raincoast Books is the Canadian distributor for Lonely Planet in Canada, and you can order the book on their website at raincoast.com. And while you're surfing, go to lonelyplanet.com to enter their fun Destiny Quiz, where you can find out which of these destinations is the very best fit for you. And win a fabulous prize trip too. The Travel Show is also giving away a spectacular Lonely Planet coffee table book on the Travel Show Facebook page this week, so do check it out. My deal of the week this week is for a wonderful way to experience Ireland in the low season. Royal Irish Tours, who we featured on the Travel Show back in March, has an offer on their cottage adventure trip. This is a seven-night stay in an Irish cottage plus one-week car rental, all for just $279 per person based on four sharing. Now, this doesn't include flights, but Royal Irish can arrange those as well, or you can take advantage of a current flight deal with Aer Lingus, who are offering Toronto to Dublin return flights from from just $639 per person. The relevant websites for further details are royalirishtours.ca and aerlingus.com. Next week on The Travel Show, we'll be exploring the wonderful world of Blue Bay hotels and resorts with our friends at Transat. Their resorts are scattered across beachfront destinations in Cuba, the Dominican Republic and Mexico. Call in at the chrisrobinsontravelshow.com website for the details of this next show. And travel with me on our magic radio carpet ride to the sun next Saturday or Sunday at 1pm here on Zuma Radio as we head for the warmth of the Caribbean on the Chris Robinson Travel Show.